The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 101.7 FM WDEL. Are you keeping up with uh, what you've heard here on WDEL News and CBS News, what I'm calling the solar winds and cozy bear hack? As many as 18,000 Solar Winds Orion customers downloaded these updates that contained a backdoor, and all the headlines are saying that uh, the Russians are suspected in this hack. Joe Biden has made uh, public declarations, and the media is... um, trouncing uh, Trump because he's not making uh, public declarations. However, um, our intelligence agencies and our own super cyber hackers are busy working on this. On the phone right now is a Delaware guy who's also internationally renowned. And Josh, I know you're always humble about this, but I'm going to give the introduction anyway because he he blushes. He goes, yeah, but there's a lot of other people who do what I do. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Josh, Mar- Josh Marpet is a Delaware guy who was the only one who actually proved Turkey Prime Minister Recep Erdogan and his son were guilty of bribery through his forensic study of a digital audio recording. And and Josh is this internationally renowned digital forensic expert. And as I like to say, white hat hacker, I'm always glad to have you on the air. Super nice guy. In fact, you won't even know this guy, but you've probably bumped into him, especially if you go to the Fairfax Shopping Center, where I or often see him. Josh, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Rick. How are you? Good. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to you, too. The yeah. Nice uh, winter weather we're having the last couple of days, huh? Oh, sure. Dogs frozen the fire hydrants. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a delightful time. Power lines coming down. Yeah, you are an, an optimist. So I want to know first of all, with when it comes to these government agencies, their computers and business computers too. I don't think enough is being reported about that. Um, what the heck happened? Okay, so uh, SolarWinds Orion is a server monitoring system. So if you run a a managed service provider, if you're an IT provider, if you have a gazillion servers, if you're a big company, you need some way of monitoring all your servers, making sure that the server over there is healthy and the one over here isn't choking on too much data, whatever. You get the idea. And to do that, these programs like SolarWinds Orion need or can use some credentials. So they've got credentials to get into the servers because they have to to check the health. All right, that makes sense. You know, you got to go to the doctor and get on one of those wonderful gowns so they can check all your reflexes and breath and everything else. Same kind of idea. you got to sort of open up your server for it to check your health, the server health. Yeesh. Okay. Well, it's not the greatest analogy. I'm just saying that's a rather uncomfortable analogy, but continue. Okay. Well, in this case, obviously, every program gets updates. We we always update our antivirus and our malware and uh, anti-malware, and we update our operating system and our phone. Oh, my God, you got to update right now. You know, whatever. You get the idea. The yeah. problem is, is that what's what what I'm seeing, what, what I've seen, is that SolarWinds had their, their FTP server where it delivered the updates to... The, the, the endpoints to the people that used it, to the servers, uh, to, to its SolarWinds Orion systems, was open to the world. And there were some credentials left basically laying around that allowed people to inject malware or put whatever they wanted in the next update version. And then it got signed on the way out the door. So, oh, no, no, that's digitally signed software. Yeah, that's because the bad guy got in there before you digitally signed it and put a few lines of code in there. Oh, wow. So... And that happened, by the way, back in 2019 is what I saw. Okay, now this is not 
verified. This is a supposition at the moment. I've, I've seen pictures of some emails and some various other things that indicate that. But what we're seeing is that that malware injected into updates, and that's how they got it into all of the Orion systems around the world, has been there for quite a while. Now, the malware is actually really clever. It gets in, it gets, in, it gets installed, it starts running, and it doesn't do anything for weeks until it knows that you're not watching. Basically, it sits there and sneaks and waits a while. And when you're like, okay, everything's good, we're good, let's get to work, then it goes, okay, cool, I'm going to get to work now. Okay, stop uh, right, stop right there. How the heck do you write an algorithm that actually functions that way? Well, what you do is everything you do has traces. So, like, if I take a hard drive, I'll go back to forensics for a second. If I take a hard drive and I plug it into a computer, the first thing the computer does is let's test that you're capable. You know, when when it powers the hard drive up, it goes, "Hey, yeah. I just want to check what you are." So give me all, you know, give me all your data so I know how big you are so I can, I can, you know, I, I know how much data to put in you. Let's do a write test so that I know you can write successfully. Let's do a read test. So I know you can read successfully, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, just basically sort of power on self-test stuff, okay? Well, if you put a hard drive in a forensic uh, dock or in a forensic uh, place, it skips the write test because any instructions to write to the drive are not pushed through to the drive. Because it's forensics. We don't want any rights to the drive. We want to only yeah. read the drive. We want it to read only state. Well, there are programs that go, if I power on and I don't get a right, because I should always get a right command. All right, that means I'm in a forensic dock and I need to destroy all the data on the drive. Wow. Seriously, no, no joke. These things exist. Really? So there are, there are signs and signals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So several friends of mine have built them. So there are, there are, there are signs and signals based on normal behavior, that if it's not there or it's different, the malware, the, the, bad, the bad guy, the bad program, whatever, goes, uh-uh, okay, and, and either it goes dormant, deletes itself, causes as much chaos as it can, etc. So you can build something that goes, all right, I'm not running, you know what, I'm running in a sandbox, so basically a protected area to check things if they're actually malware. Yeah. Don't do anything. Don't detonate is the term that we use. So... Oh, so learning. you check you oh, so so the engineers that the IT guys and women and and the engineers mm-hmm. check this and when they go through it it looks like okay it's there's nothing here nothing really happening it's and and right. but meanwhile the malware is just programmed to be dormant while it's being inspected That's correct. So oh for gosh. several weeks yeah. for several weeks to several months it just and I think it's 2 to 3 weeks is the typical uh, length for this piece of malware. It just sits there and waits. So once it starts running, it goes, okay, what time is it? What day is it? Wait. And it just goes to sleep for a few weeks. That way you stop thinking about it. It's not the last thing you did anymore. There were five other patches I did in the two weeks since then. It must be one of them, Hmm. you know? No, no, it was the one two, three, four weeks ago. That's the bad guy. So it's interesting. And then what it does is it wakes up and we call it detonating. So it detonates. Not that it actually blows up, but you get the idea. No, I, I I get it. It's just you guys used to you, you you like to use really you know fun visual words because you're also a bunch of gamers. <laughs> well, like, that's true. It, it fires it's off the bazooka. <laughs> it detonates. Oh yeah. dear God! Don't don't give them ideas, please. So <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so uh, and it basically starts going. Okay, I'm here. What do you want me to do? And it calls back to home base, and home base oh. says, "Where are you?" It goes, "I don't know." Here's here's some data. It throws data up. If here's data that likely tells you where I am. Here's my IP address. Here's a host name, the name of the computer I'm on, that kind of thing. 
And he goes, oh, look, you're in Company X, Fortune 100 or, Company. Or, or, or you're in the Pentagon. Data. Or you're in the Pentagon. Start stealing data. Start copying data. Start sending it up. Start doing, you know, and, and, it, and it gets attached to what's known as a C2 or Command and Control Network. And when it's attached to a C2, it's, it's actively taking commands and control from the network and, and operating them and performing them on the computer systems that it's on. So, wait, but, but if you're looking at your computer, you don't – wait, wait, Josh, but if you're looking at the computer, do you or do you not see that that's happening? You know, typically the best ones are the ones that are transparent. In other words, you never see it, okay? It might slow your computer down, but – I mean, if it slows it down 2%, are you going to notice? Or are you going to assume that there's a lot of people on the Internet right now? You know? So it's, it's difficult to say. If you're watching with very careful instrumentation of your computer, you might notice. But we really depend on our antivirus and anti-malware systems. We really depend on our security programs to tell us, hey, something bad is going on. And, of course, the, the, the irony of that is that one of those programs is SolarWinds Orion. So... <laughs> So it's a problem. So um, um, let me ask you this for for those of us, uh, you know, who have have home computers and we're working from home and such. Is is it something that uh, we should uh, be uh, that we should be concerned about? It could be on our own computers if we're working from home and and things like that. And and if so, um, might our antivirus programs then be uh, infected no, 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 no. So, so uh, first off, SolarWinds Orion is only, almost entirely used by servers and large enterprises. Some small mm-hmm. enterprises use it, but it's still it's the IT group that's going to be using it. They're not going to put it on your computer, your 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 workstation, your laptop, whatever. It's going to be on the server. That's what it's designed for. That's what it's used for. I'm sure that somebody out there has it on their laptop just because, but it's, yeah. it's not your normal person. You know what I mean? That that's somebody like you said, some gamer geek who's, who's like, I run yeah, right. all server grade stuff, whatever. Yeah. Fine. So it's not like so, it's going to get into your Mac or or your PC at no. home. Okay. No, no, no. Very, 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 extremely unlikely. Now, okay. will it get into your company? Will it steal data from your company? And could it leave behind other malware that could get into your corporate system? Absolutely, it's entirely possible. But I will say that Microsoft and FireEye and several other companies. Have, have jumped on this hard. And so uh, Windows Defender, it's the free uh, antivirus that comes with Windows. Right now, they've already got the signatures in. So as long as you've updated your Windows Defender, you absolutely are protected against this uh, the sunburst attack. Okay, so don't worry. Um, what is the malware looking for? I mean, and, and what does it want to do? I had read that it was actually looking for email addresses on these servers so it's looking for email addresses as an automatic thing like it's sort of got a a built-in list of priorities hey as the first thing you do when you get there find out where you are start sending us traffic start sending us emails as soon as they figure out hey you're at you know pick large company right it's going to go okay we want you to find these kinds of files and send them to us it's going to start getting targeted if that makes sense so uh for example FireEye got hit by this FireEye is a huge incident response company. When somebody gets smacked uh, by something like, exactly like this, ironically enough, they're the ones that come in and figure out what happened, how it happened, how to fix it, et cetera, for the biggest companies in the world. They're, 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 they're the 800-pound gorilla in the industry. Well, well let, me, let me interrupt and, and ask this then, because I had also read, I think it was at CNBC, that FireEye itself may have gotten hacked. Oh, not may have, did. 
They absolutely okay. they, they admitted it. They it is public. They were very transparent about it. Kudos to them on this. Uh, they got all of their tools. So, so for example, what are people stealing, or what what would this malware go after? They got a lot of their red team tools. Uh, these are the tools they use to go break into people's systems. When somebody says, "Hey, how vulnerable are we?" Let's find out. And they try to break in and tell you, you know what? You're vulnerable to X, Y, and Z. Those tools that they have built up over years, all of them apparently got stolen. Well, wait a okay. second. Now, isn't this this is this the kind of work that you do at Redlion.io? We we do some penetration testing. We do a lot more compliance right now. Um, we do security, and actually, we're building on an automated security platform uh, called Canary, the Canary in the coal mine, to protect ah. against just this kind of thing. <clears throat> and uh, but you know, our 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 focus is on the process and procedures. Our focus is not on hey, what happened. Uh, because, again, that's very, very expensive to do. It sometimes is incredibly worthwhile and sometimes is not. We really like to focus at Red Lion. We really like to focus on the process and the procedure and making sure that people and companies are doing things properly. And that's that's where we live, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, no, and, and for the people who you. just tuned in, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Josh Marpet. And uh, he is a renowned digital forensics expert uh, with Redlion.io. I just want people to know who you are. I appreciate that. Rick, you're the best. <laughs> well, so anyway, getting back to this, it's good to know that uh, even if we're working from home and we're, we're hooked in in some ways with, uh, with our corporate uh, computers and things like that, it's highly unlikely any of this got into our laptops uh, or, or desktops at home because they're looking to get this on the servers. But when they get on the servers, obviously in the government, they're looking for emails, but they're also looking for what else there, Josh? Well, they're looking for uh, tools, files, anything you can use that uh, – or anything they can use, rather, to garner money for themselves, garner uh, 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 an advantage for themselves. You know, they, they stole FireEye tools. Presumably, those tools are the best in the business. I mean, that's, that's what everybody uh, – that's what FireEye is saying. Let's put it that way. So by getting them, by stealing them, they've garnered themselves an advantage over everybody else in the business. Uh, they went after Cisco and Microsoft and various other companies. They're trying to get anything they can. And just like bank robbers, they're going where the money is. Um, is there or is there not evidence, or perhaps proof, that this was coming from Russia? Uh, there is evidence that that is the case. Uh, it's been Microsoft has claimed that, I believe. Uh, several other companies have claimed that. Uh, I am still looking at the evidence. They they say that Cozy Bear, which is a, a code name that everybody knows. I don't know. Bear, yeah, Russia. I get it. But Cozy Bear? Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. That Cozy Bear, i.e. Russia, the, the Russian intelligence group, groups are behind this. I have not absolutely given myself a positive yay on that, but I, I, I'm fairly certain it's actually correct. Uh, based on the evidence we have now, is it possible to obfuscate? Is it possible to misdirect? Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to deny that. Absolutely, you can misdirect. Oh, it came from over there. You know that kind of thing. But right now, all the evidence points to Russia, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and and the federal government identifies Cozy Bear as being a uh, Russian hacker group. However, and I've learned this from you in previous conversations, anybody who's a hacker can steal two tools and identifiable. Uh, strings of code that they can incorporate into their own hacking. That
that could identify that tool then as being from Russia or Iran or something. And then it could be somebody from a completely different country that does this. And because they might leave uh, some footprints, if you will, from uh, from the code that's in there, people say, oh, I know that. That's Russian, but actually it's somebody from, say, Iran or China or something. Is that possible? Well, I mean, for these things to uh, – look, uh, uh, Stuxnet, if you remember hearing about Stuxnet years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuxnet had some obfuscation in it. It was basically, oh, yeah, no, no, it's coming from over there. But when they really dug down into the code, they found fragments of things that pointed to various places where it came from. Um, you know, one of them being a, a local intelligence group here in the U.S. So, <laughs> but they had to dig really hard to find those. The misdirection was very correct. I mean, it worked really, really well for a long time. Now, I appreciate you giving us an understanding of how this is, what it means to us, things like that. My last question is, what do you think they got? Well, besides the... Uh, uh, Besides the tools from FireEye, yeah, which is a, a pretty big deal in your world, and I guess in our world too. If if things shut down for for you know some unknown reason, well, perhaps this is the reason why. I mean, for example, Google Gmail they were shut down uh, recently uh, a, a couple of different times, and I don't know what what caused that. You know, I don't know, but I have suspicions, and the suspicions I have are based on the fact that the, the Google outage was geographic. Baltimore was down. Wilmington had parts of itself down. There was outages in San Francisco, but not in San Diego type of thing. You get the idea. Yeah. Google Cloud Systems and, and your Gmail, your G Suite, your, your, your Google Sheets, et cetera, that stuff is not as geographic as you think. Uh, while the, the data centers are around the world, it's, it's, it's regional. If the data center goes down, it's not going to affect just Wilmington. It's going to affect the entire mid-Atlantic area. So what is so regional that that, that that would be the case, that it would be so carefully geographic? And the answer is, what about my ISP? What if my ISP, which does, after all, monitor servers, they've got a lot of them, had, I don't know, Orion running? And what if somebody was trying to monitor my traffic while they were uh, owning those servers? I don't know. It's a thought. It's interesting, isn't it? So uh, while I don't know what the Google outage was from, there's a lot of suppositions you can make. I appreciate that. Um, and, and back to what do you think the hackers got? Certainly got these tools from FireEye. And uh, we'll likely never know as, uh, as citizens what, well, if anything, they got from the federal government, huh? Well, you know, the federal government shut down CipperNet, which is their secret network. Yeah. So they did an emergency shutdown of CipperNet, which is the secret uh, internet protocol network, et cetera. So one has to presume that bad things happened, but that the federal government acted to contain the damage as fast as possible. Josh Marpet. Marpet uh, <laughs> Josh Marpet. Hey, thanks. I really appreciate talking with you because you understand this and you know how to express it in layman terms as well. It's always great to talk with you. Thank you, Josh. Always a pleasure, Rick. Thank you so much. All right, Josh Marpet, and he's a principal at redlion.io. And he already told you, you know, what they do, a lot of compliance and Internet security. We'll be back after this.